Hello and welcome to another episode of The Engineer and the Rabbi Walk Into a Podcast. I'm Nat Lokshan, The Engineer. And I'm Rabbi Daniel Rabin, The Rabbi, and uh, we welcome you back for another segment of our podcast um, here in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. We are in another week. We've just been informed yesterday that we have another week of lockdown. So it seems like that's, it's almost like our intro music. We have now an intro to tell us that we're in lockdown again, and hopefully we'll be able to change that intro uh next week i really hope so but uh nat it's great to see you and to uh, chat to you as always and i hope everyone who's listening has had a wonderful week even if you've been in lockdown i hope you've been healthy i hope you've been able to spend time at least looking after your mental health doing things that are important to you and one of the things that those who do see or follow me on facebook or other social media avenues have seen that every day i've been sounding the shofar with a short message I've been blowing the ram's horn. For those of you who may not be Jewish, I understand what a shofar is. It's a tradition that we have leading into the month of Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. We sound the shofar, the ram's horn, every day. Um, and then, of course, on the Jewish New Year, on Rosh Hashanah, we sound it on both days, and that's one of the days of Shabbat. And it's really like a preparation. It's a time to start getting ready in the lead up to uh, this New Year, a time when we're supposed to now develop ourselves differently to make resolutions, to make changes, to inspire ourselves and so Nat I thought it would be great to sort of have a discussion have a chat about making those changes in life you know you I think in the secular world we have you know New Year's the secular New Year's where a lot of people in the lead up to the secular year make a lot of resolutions and they all these different commitments they make I know that obviously notwithstanding COVID now but in usual years um, gym owners say that they get the biggest spike in like October November everybody wants to get ready for the new year to have beach bodies you know and then the minute the new year resolution comes in and they they make all these changes it's it's it very quickly dissipates so how do we how do we take that energy that impact that passion that inspiration um, and make it consistent so now i'm going to hand over to you any any preliminary thoughts on this this particular topic and also what does the shofar signify for you each day that you hear it is it just another task does it actually penetrate in some way in your psyche does it make a difference so i thought that could be something we could uh, we could banter about today now the the, the shofar to me um through the month of elul is is a sign of the upcoming high holy days and the nervousness of working out who's hosting um rosh hashanah dinner where we're breaking the fast for yom kippur and then once that's all said and done then it's six months to pesach so like it's just a reminder of where you are through the year and and how the rest of the year is going to go um but given this year i don't know who's hosting rosh hashanah or if we're going to be locked down and and self-hosting um as we were last year we'll wait and see um and on you know new year resolutions um, I just was listening to a to an interesting podcast before we we got off here. Where, whenever you're endeavoring to to start a new task, a new business, a new um, hobby, etc., yeah. should map it out as if it was a cross country bicycle race, or you know, biking, taking your bicycle across country. So you're not going to plan the gym memberships they probably go up in january because you know to start whatever your your new hobby your new weight loss goal you have to join a gym so that's tick easy done but if you're looking at you know a whole going cross country on your bicycle you can't just hop on your bike and start pedaling 
because what are you going to do? Or just buy the bike. If you buy the bike, you put in your house, what, what are you going to do with that? So maybe you can take the, what's the end goal? Where do you want to be? And map that to where you are now and then figure out what you need to do to get there. Because if, if it's just, if it's weight loss in your news resolution, you know, start out with a, uh, you know, a weight where you want to get to when you want to get to there, not next week because that's physically and health impossibility and, and, and map your way back and then work out once you have that map, work out a way that you can make it more streamlined. Is there something else you can improve? Can you not only just buy a gym membership when you're on that analogy, do you also talk to a nutritionist, maybe sign up for some sort of um, healthy foods delivery to your house to keep the, the food coming in that's new and different to stop you going, I don't know what to eat tonight, let's order takeout um, treadmill. So, you know, without having us discuss this before the, uh, the podcast, that's where my head's at with uh, New Year's resolutions. Well, that's a really, I mean, that's a really practical advice, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's like a detailed plan to give you, as you said, not just, you know, trying one thing and then you, you it falls apart. Like it's a detailed, systematic plan of action. And I, you know, I think that relates quite well to what I was thinking in that, you know, a lot of people put focus. I've actually, after our podcast, I've been asked to write a, an article for the Jewish News. I think they've asked some rabbis in Melbourne and some rabbis in Sydney to write an article about how to make Rosh Hashanah in lockdown inspirational. You know, how do you, you know, not going, not being going, be, not being able to go to synagogue, be able to go to shul. And they wanted some, you know, I guess some insights. They've asked me to write 400 words. So I'm, I'm about to do that after this, after we, we finish our chat. But something you just said struck a chord in that sense. And that is, why do we sound the shofar the whole month of Elul? I think it's giving the Jewish people and giving us a very specific message. And that is, you know, the question that I've been asked to write an article about in itself is a bit, is, is a bit flawed. And that is because if you're hoping that you're going to achieve everything on that one day, if your whole intention is that I want to come to shul on this one day and get everything that I need, all the inspiration, then I think you're setting yourself up for failure because that day or two days or three days, which is shown on Yom Kippur, those three days are only going to be truly meaningful and truly actually going to make a difference if you've prepared to get into those days. It's like we just went through the Olympics, you know, and one of the things I've, I, I always find so fascinating more than any of the, any of the activities that happen at the Olympics is the 100-meter sprint. You know, it's 10 seconds, literally. <laughs> These guys and ladies have been training for years for 10 seconds. And then you see somebody false start and it's like, you, you want to cry. You literally want to cry for them. And you think, but then you stop and you say, hold on a minute, you know, yes, it's devastating. And, it, and I, I cannot even imagine how they deal with that psychologically and mentally. But that 10 seconds, of course, that's what it was all for. But ultimately, you can't take away all the preparation and the things that they achieved to get to that point, you know. And I think in the same way that if the shul doesn't happen, and you feel like, okay, I false started, you know, forget about it. Let's, it's a waste of time this year. No, because if, if, if you don't take value in the preparations and getting ready for that, then yes, you might feel disappointed if there's a false start, if there's a lockdown and you can't go to shul. And so I think sounding the shofar through the Mount of Elo is telling the person, don't just wait for that day. Start getting ready now. Make today special. Make today different. 
And it's almost like consistent with your plan, you know, set goals. And that way, when it gets to Rosh Hashanah and you've studied a bit more and you've learned a bit more and you've changed and you've inspired and you've, you know, taken upon yourself different things that you're committing to, then Rosh Hashanah, I think, will be active and will be meaningful. And even if you're not at shul and you're at home and you're reading the prayer book on your own and you're there with your family, please God, you have a family with you, it could still be a very special, meaningful day. So don't undermine or don't undervalue rather than undermine, don't undervalue the significance of the preparation. The preparation itself is valued. Interesting. So on a slightly different topic in a non-lockdown year where we're able to attend shul, do you think it's better to try and get people through the door in the month of Elul leading up to it so that they can build themselves up to Rosh Hashanah or have Rosh Hashanah um, New Year's as the kickoff point and then once they're through the doors, try and keep them there and say, well, we've got these new events coming in afterwards we should you should be here on these days is it, is it better to ramp up or, or try and hold on <laughs> it's a great question i think if you've got an active and you know a rabbi or rabbitson who are proactive who are trying to inspire the community i think that there should be messaging and there should be contact and there should be activities in the leader you know i always try and give a, a pre-rosh hashanah series whether it be a, a, a you know two week or three week there's you know varying things so i think you want the best of both worlds, that's for sure. I'm not, I'm not, you know, by any way, um, you know, telling somebody who only comes on Rosh Hashanah not to come because they didn't prepare. Of course, if you haven't been able to prepare and you haven't had the ability to be inspired, come on the day because you might hear a message. You know, hopefully if the rabbi or you might hear a particular tefillah, a particular prayer, you might read something or hear something that does inspire you to move forward. But obviously we're talking about an ideal world where you can try and do everything. I guess I'm just saying... If there's not going to be sure, not, not to be totally despondent and totally feel that all is lost, you know, because you can still make it relevant. You can still make it practical. And right now, when we have the time that it might not happen, we could still prepare in the event that it will happen and the event that it won't happen. The preparation now is irrelevant as to whether it's going to happen or not going to happen. And so let's not waste this opportunity of the preparation time because it can make a massive difference whether we're in sure or if God forbid we happen to be at home again for a second year in a row. Yeah, and and um, as you said, you usually do shirim leading up to it, and hopefully we'll have that on our podcast feed for people to um, start getting in the right mental state and getting inspired and, and getting ready. And on those two days of Rosh Hashanah, being able to sit down wherever they are and, and feel inspired for the new year. Yeah, and I think, you know, also uh, that exactly uh, next week um, um, I'm going to be having my, the first of a two-week series with Rabbi um, Shmuel Konofsky from El Shul. So we're going to have a, a chat about high holiday inspiration and, and things to think about and, and things to think about during the service if we do have a service. But going back to the shofar, you know, that, that sound, you know, that sound that penetrates um, and the ram's horn. I mean, there's a lot of symbolism in itself in terms of the story of, of the ram's horn, you know, um, and maybe like, like Avraham, you know, firstly, he had um, a lot of trust and faith in God, you know, and I think that's part of the preparation. So each time we hear the shofar, it's about how do you realign your trust and how, how much faith do we actually have in God? And at the same time, I think it also represents, you know, when everything else looks so bleak, you know, this poor kid was about to be sacrificed on the altar and yet the ending is beautiful. And so sometimes I guess it's also a reminder when you hear the shofar that, 
as difficult as things sound now, you don't know, an angel from heaven might shout out, stop, stop, it's going to be all right, relax. It looks like all, was going, all hell was going to break loose, you know, excuse my expression, but now it's, now it's going to be okay. Um, and so it's, uh, it's, it's an important sound that we hear, and I think those are possibly two reflections or two motivations or two meditations that you can contemplate. And maybe those, those are the things that we need at such a time when things are looking difficult where maybe we don't so we don't feel so confident in god you know we we keep we keep coming back to the same virus over and over and over again it doesn't doesn't progress further etc you know so anyway lots to definitely work on ourselves and i think the most important message that i can leave you with is is that like i said earlier don't just because we don't know what's happening it doesn't mean we should wait to find out we should get ready now and do what we can to make those plans happen Amen. right now and, and it might be that the the angel that's um, calling out from heaven and saying stop, stop is named Moderna. That's going to be um, uh, approved as another uh, um, COVID vaccine next month. And that might be the cure for all of our lockdowns. So we can only hope, right? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Please, God. So, Nat, um, I wish you a continued positive journey in the next lead in the lead up to Rosh Hashanah, when you hear the um, the sound of the shofar, may it, may it make some positive impact for you and your family. And uh, I look forward to our next chat, whenever that might be, I think in, in a couple of weeks, you know. Yeah, sounds good. And just before we finish, uh, I think we toyed on it a few um, session, uh, podcasts ago about creating a community. So I'm looking to stand up a community, whether that's going to be on Slack or another um, platform so we can at least have some conversations going some follow-up maybe people want to chat about the podcast etc afterwards or engage with either of us or both of us um, between our, our podcasts so I'm going to have a look and, um, and see what's new on the market to see if there's something more interesting uh, as a way to engage and maybe we'll work you up Rabbi Daniel to streaming live on Twitch as you play video games and um, give us a, a sermon at the same time that might be the, the way to connect to these these young people. Well, you got me you got me across the line to do a podcast. So um, I thank you for that. You pushed you. It was based on our little walk a few months back, where you you pitched the idea, and here we are. It's happening. So you've pitched another idea. <laughs> you never say never, you know. So I'm uh, absolutely happy to to explore that further with you once you've done the your uh, your magic, you know, and worked out what we can or can't do. Perfect. Well, have a good week. Shabbat shalom to those who are listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Amen. Stay, stay healthy. I know people, some people get offended when you say stay healthy, but stay healthy. Please God. Please God.